May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. You know, we, we've all seen those bumper stickers and license plate frames that say, you know, I'd rather be, you know, fishing, sailing, golfing, jogging, skiing, flying, and so forth. They cause me to wonder if anyone is actually where they want to be. We seem to have a bad case of the rather bees. Despite all the rather be bumper stickers out there, I've yet to see one that proclaims I'd rather be in church. <laughs> and yet, if bumper stickers had been around when this morning's psalm was composed, its writer would surely have had one on his chariot. This morning, the psalmist exuberantly declares, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord. He builds on that thought throughout the psalm, saying in verse 3, Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. And then in verse 9, he continues, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to live in the tents of wickedness. Well, two observations come to mind here as we uh, look at this passage. And the first observation is this. We live in a rather be age. Now, there's nothing wrong with ruminating about paradise, some place where we might find happiness and renewal. We do need and we also long for a place of simplicity and goodness and straightforwardness. We long for a place in which all marriages are stable and happy and all children are wanted and secure, where there's no grinding poverty or ugly ostentatious wealth, where no one is psychologically harmed and the differences and equalities between persons serve only to stimulate effort and aspiration and never breed resentment. Now, if imagining such Edens moves us to action in righting wrongs here and helps us to see what could be now, then such ruminating is truly positive. Too often, though, our rather be age leaves most in their daydreams, sure that paradise is just somewhere else, with someone else, doing something else. And that leads us to the other observation for this morning. Paradise is not found somewhere else. It is, as the psalmist tells us, in the presence of God where we might say, I would rather be, fill in the blank. Our psalmist declares, a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, an usher, a greeter, in the house of my God. Yes, I'm advertising. <laughs> I was reminded of this truth a week ago when I got caught in a complete traffic shutdown on the Case 14th Street Bridge. While my mind was racing, wondering how I would get to where I would rather have been at that moment, uh, namely the airport, I noticed a car in front of me with a bumper sticker that had the exact message I needed in that moment. Bloom, it said. 
where you are planted. I certainly felt planted at that moment. But that message not only got me to my destination with a positive attitude, it also provided a good thought. No matter what season we might be in, no matter what type of work we may be doing or where we might be planted, we can bloom. We can make a difference by investing that time in ways that brings deep personal blessing and a bit of paradise to those around us. In the history of the church, there have been those individuals who have caught this truth. And one such individual was St. Isidore. Now, if you've never heard of St. Isidore, you're not alone. Uh, he's such an obscure saint that very few know his story, but his story bears repeating. He has come to be known as the patron saint of farmers and farm hands. His, he was born to poor parents in Madrid, Spain in the year 1070. And his only legacy his parents could leave him was a plow. So Isidore hired on as a farm laborer for a wealthy landowner who had an estate just outside of Madrid. No doubt, Isidore would rather have been doing other things than the monotony of tracking a plow endlessly back and forth across fields, especially for someone else. But Isidore began to walk with God in those fields. He learned the discipline of combining work and prayer. Each day, as he turned the earth with his plow, he turned to God in his thoughts. And that changed him. The first difference that was that he stopped just wishing to be elsewhere. As he walked the fields in conversation with God, a relationship grew and deepened. His work began to be noted. He worked with greater care than the other hired hands because he now saw his labor as a partnership with God. God was going to feed his people through Isidore's efforts. As he walked the fields, his life was being transformed from the inside out. And a second difference was a steady growing change in his whole demeanor with others as well. His resentfulness toward his poverty disappeared. He became an encourager and a helper among the other workers, taking up extra work to cover if one got sick and giving the earnings to the sick one's family until that one could return. While he labored, Paradise was growing in him and around him. Though he may well have desired to be physically elsewhere, inside he was becoming where he longed to be, where God was increasingly present. That presence in his life became obvious to his fellow laborers and even the landowner. They all eventually sought him out for the secrets of his happiness. Dedicating himself to God each morning, speaking with God in conversation throughout the day, opened him to God's presence growing in him and opened him to helping others gain a bit of paradise too. Worshiping God each moment gave him life in every moment. And we all dream of paradises, but we have started to arrive there when those dreams become visions that drive us to work for a better world here and now. And we do arrive there when there becomes here. 
a life given to walking with God, where our beings commune with the very being of God, where with the psalmist we experience the joys of shared worship, where the tabernacles of God give rest, His courts give comfort, His altars renew us, and the Lord's house offers fellowship with God and God's people. Happy are we when we can catch the psalmist's enthusiasm for worship, marked by anticipation and longing and a thirst for God and for His house. Those who do find restoring grace and a reconnection with life. They find friendship with God, and that really is paradise. Examine your rather bees, those places of imagined joy and peace of mind, are they really paradise? The ultimate paradise is lived in the service and the presence of the living God. Let your heart and soul and mind rather be with Him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.